deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZZ. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we have we have breaking news. We have uh, uh, important JK Rowling news. We've Excellent. Been waiting for so long for mm. for any signs of life, and I'm thrilled. Uh, 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 you might want to be sitting down for this one. You know, this I is, already am. This is heavy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, this this is this is this is uh, uh, some heavy heavy news. Yeah. JK Rowling found alive in Glasgow wonderful she's she's alive uh she was spotted in a glasgow pub uh uh, she surprised punters at a tiny glasgow bar as she rocked up to support husband's band fat cops this news is blowing my mind a little bit yeah i okay so we've covered the fat cops before right because she like back when her like um like twitter absence started uh we 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 commented on how weird it was that she logged in just to wish the fat cops a happy album release day um right missed everything else related to harry potter Mm -hmm. other big news had happened wizards unite released Mm -hmm. um new pottermore sort of released Mm -hmm. on and on no word but this random band that had a friend of hers in it that was our takeaway right yeah because because she's friends with like the the um the the story as i knew it was that like previously she had talked about the fat cops and like retweeted their um music video for like their first single and stuff and it seemed like she was because the drummer is like a famous comedian um and i think that like they i i assumed that like they just had a connection because you know two famous scottish people probably friends uh she also retweeted an article by that drummer slash comedian about the band and how it had formed because like i think it's the the, the drummer and the guitarist met during a twitter argument about scottish politics uh and then they became friends even you know they reached across the aisle they they, they patched up the wounds they said you know what i might hate your politics but by god you can you can play the drums wow very noble um some real beautiful stuff really beautiful stuff and it's like that was kind of that and i was like okay so it's probably just like like scottish uh uh, celebrities rubbing elbows and and you know how weird it is that she loves the band that much uh to like log in (laughs) in the middle of her uh, absentia to uh to, to wish them well did not know that the husband was the keyboard player neil murray plays keyboards in in this band right this is such a revelation yeah Uh, it sure makes all of that make sense Mm -hmm. um but but it is buried super duper buried i i i mean like this article you know leads off with it the multimillionaire 54 joined revelers at central glasgow's admiral bar to support other half neil murray who's keyboardist in the fat cops uh and this band i don't know if we really talk like we talked about like you know the music is like whatever it's just sort of like 
dads playing killers songs basically right like it's it's, sure it's it's fairly it's it's not like terrible or anything but it is just like the most average sounding thing in the world like i i i i i was so confused about like 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 how this related to jk rowling before i knew this connection because i was like this doesn't even really seem like her kind of thing like like she likes muse and franz ferdinand and stuff which has which is a little more has a little more, I don't know, a little, a little bit more fire and zest than this. Um, yeah, and, and it was such a, a strange interest. Like I was like, I, I'm not saying that the band is has no success, but as far as like the scale of J.K. Rowling's success, I'm like, oh, she's she's getting into the the local the local music. <laughs> the local music What's scene. up with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, her husband's in the band, and and it was very funny reading like i i've read some articles about like like you know interviews with with the drummer and a couple of other members of the band and like how this thing came together there's the quote i sent you about how like ah oh, this is just a band for for middle-aged dudes about middle-aged dude stuff uh, uh and i was like ah finally finally uh, finally a rock band for middle-aged men but the <laughs> weird thing it is so funny like like reading that pitch like like i i would have not like like you know i joke but like whatever that's real that's a real topic you can make a band about that whatever like like go go with god that's cool um it is it adds such a layer to that statement knowing that at least two of the members in the band are extremely rich famous people uh Mm. or or related to them right like like this isn't I don't, I don't know like this doesn't the, the, you sort of like lose the 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 uh the the middle-aged working man's aesthetic when you're married to the <laughs> billionaire <Hey>, multi-millionaire <laughs> yes yes sorry the multi-millionaire uh um author of harry potter i feel like i feel like all of a sudden the the you can't really uh wield that aesthetic anymore isn't he like a rich doctor? He guy? is. Yeah, I think he's like a he's like a spine or brain doctor or something. He's a he's a he's a, he's like a serious surgeon guy, from what I remember. Right. Um. um what What is the story behind that band name? Fat cops. I, all, all, yeah. all I see is quotes from people in the band where they're like, "Nope, it's serious. It's not a joke." And I know that that's related to the drummer being a comedian. Like he's he, like, "Don't, don't take this as a joke. This is a serious band, even though we're called Fat Cops." But what's with the name? I I don't know what's with the name, and it is especially eyebrow raising to me when their first single was called, "Uh, uh, hand, what, let me let me find let me find exactly." what this was hands up get down right and it's kind of i think that's the song we listen to right and it's sort of a like kind of pop rock it's not we're not out here making statements right but but it's also just like what what's going on yeah uh the let's see the the fat cops describe their music as hip shaking garage grooving punk glam chaos uh no really i don't know about that it's, it's certainly not punk and <laughs> not, <laughs> not much glam either uh murray says the songs are about masculinity in the modern age especially for older guys who should know they are but find the world ch- know who they are but find the world changing around them it's not just a record for middle-aged men though it's for anyone with disposable income my eyebrow is 
raised. Yeah, right. Like I, what? Well, especially the <laughs> especially the anyone with disposable income. Like that very punk thing. You must pay us. Right. <laughs> if you if yeah. you're poor, fuck you. You don't get to listen to this. Oh, hmm. uh, here we go. Uh, there. Chris Deeren says it's one of the stranger bands around. Disagree because of the people in it. Uh, we all have different day jobs. Uh, and none of us are in our 20s the name fat cops fits if you look at us we look like a bunch of out of shape narcs oh oh so they're they're self-identifying as fat cops oh wow that was not what i expected no like it so it's not it's not that even sucks like, so bad yeah it's it's not even like a political like statement like you know it's not like oh fuck the police oh, oh those cops and their donuts it's not anything like that it's it's we're the fat cops wow <laughs> that's cool. really something very cool guys <laughs> damn we look like narcs and we're proud of it <laughs> I'm self-identifying as this. <laughs> Great. Not a joke. We're, and, and also, we're not a joke band. Yeah, please take us very seriously. <laughs> um, that's yeah. incredible. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit speechless over that. Yeah, that was not what I was expecting, honestly. Um, but uh, uh, the, um, the, the, the article about her, J.K. Rowling, appearing at the bar continues. Uh, she was one onlooker said she was having a tremendous night she was right up front close to the side of the stage where neil was playing and looked really <laughs> proud of him i'd go as far as to say it was a magical performance mm, found a harry potter fan huh they should bring her up on stage like they like like do you, do you think that they'll do like one with like guest vocals it's like jk rowling covering like a stevie nicks song or something i wish that would be incredible. I I feel like this attempt to bury that Neil is married to J.K. Rowling is very deliberate, though. So I am honestly a bit surprised that she would even show up. But so so and uh, the the part I want to know is which end does that come from? Like, is that is that <laughs> J.K. Rowling? being like i don't want to you know like attach I, I don't want my name to be attached to like everything everyone around me does mm -hmm. or is that like is that like uh, wounded pride from dr neil right like being... i need fat cops to speak for itself right exactly like i need i need to be known as more than just the uh, husband of jk rowling Right. right like like which which angle is this coming from it seems like a weird move to join a band with a with an already famous comedian <laughs> but <laughs> what do i know ah uh, yeah uh it's uh it's a weird one and and also not the only jk rowling news this week hmm. uh she will be receiving a human rights award that's oh. what it's called, the Human Rights Award, along with Nancy Pelosi. Well, aren't they just two peas in a pod? Aren't they aren't they just the perfect choices for this? I I would love to know. So when this was a this was the first of these headlines that I saw. This was like this weekend, I believe I saw this. And the, the this article is interesting and like this 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 like news is weird because 
this one, unlike the uh, the report of her appearing at the bar, uh, does not have any actual comment from her, like or her publicist or anything. It just mm. says she's getting the award and like what the award is. Those chosen will be honored on December twelfth in New York. The honorees were selected for their lifelong commitment to human rights and their exceptional work for a more just and peaceful world, uh, according to a statement from organi- the organization. But it doesn't say like why J.K. Rowling. Or like what she has to say about it. It it and so I was like, okay, is she still in exile? Is she gonna like is she gonna be a no show on December twelfth when this right. when this kicks off? Um, but maybe you know, maybe maybe the the curtain has been lifted. Um, because this sort of ties into our, our third JK Rowling headline here. Uh her former personal assistant has declared bankruptcy after uh order to repay nineteen thousand pounds to Harry Potter author over fraud case um 19,000 pounds yeah hmm. uh hmm. and uh it's uh it is now emerged that donaldson of Coatbridge uh was made bankrupt earlier this week with total debts of uh, 61,000 pounds uh miss rowling has hit out her former per- uh, personal assistant and said that she has not received a penny of the money which she has intended to donate to her children's charity lumos this is so funny to me because it's like jk you're a billionaire you could donate twenty thousand or sixty thousand or whatever to your to your charity any fucking time you fancy, like, yeah, or any that, charity, anything. It, some some interesting some kind of details came out, or, or at least like obviously we can't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. But this it just it is so funny to me that you know if she really wanted to take this lady to court, like why? It just seems so petty it's for someone petty. like her. Like twenty thousand pounds is nothing. It's nothing. nothing to JK Rowling. Like like absolutely nothing. Like 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 she probably makes that in a day. More than that in a day probably if we're just like talking about like what like what does JK Rowling's royalty check at the end of the month look like? Yeah. Right? Like like holy shit. Um and you know I I I I guess I don't doubt that like this PA was not a great assistant and yeah, was Yeah, just fire like, her. Just fire her. Just get a new one. Right. Like I don't know. You, you you spent you spent my money on cats. You're fired. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. That's that's one thing. But this court proceeding has has been kind of long. I mean, as all court proceedings presumably are. And, and the thing that really gets gets me about this article is that Neil was apparent, like, made, like, character statements. Yeah, like, he like presented this is, evidence. This is so much personal involvement from them for 20,000 pounds. Yeah. The Harry Potter writer's husband, Dr. Neil Murray, described Donaldson as a good liar when he gave evidence in the case. Like... Wow, he is Why? a cop. He's right. He, he is the cop. Oh my god, wow, you're he's right. right. He's completely right to self-identify as a cop. I I can't believe it. I didn't make that connection. <laughs> so so this is all super weird. Like I said, like like you know, I am I am ambivalent to the idea of, of stealing from a billionaire you work for. But if they catch you, I feel like they could just fire you. I don't think it needs to be this, you know, like it seems, seems like the amount of money that JK Rowling could make in the time that, that these court, pres- it seems like a bad um, yeah. like value proposition 
for which, on which, her I mean, part. Which really feeds into just like the the absolute pettiness of this, right? Because at the end of this article, it's like the it says, it, it, I mean, like it seems like uh, 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 um, other people have asked this question. It's like I, it's not like outright, but it, it seems implied. Um, uh, and and J.K. Rowling has said that you know she she took her to court because she hopes she just wanted to make sure that she you know never did this again. What Miss Rowling Miss Rowling hopes that in taking action against Miss Donaldson and highlighting her fraudulent behavior, she has stopped her defrauding and breaching the trust of anyone else. I mean, it's it's just a very it's a very punitive mindset, I suppose. Like that's that's yeah that's that um mm-hmm. yeah uh it's it's a weird one it just it seems like a lot of investment uh, of time uh for something that you know maybe, maybe she feels like personally violated by this but like go to therapy i don't know like like, <laughs> like deal like deal with that personally i'm i'm not i'm not sure like it happened and it's not gonna not happen um i yeah. want to know if like I, we've been talking about J.K. Rowling being absent, being gone. Mm-hmm. I want to know if this is why. Like I, I think yeah. it's really easy to like because it, it, from from where I'm sitting, it's like if I am a multi-millionaire billionaire and someone steals twenty thousand pounds from me, I'm, I'm maybe not you know very happy with that. No, but but that doesn't seem like the thing. Like it, it feels like you are armored from that, and maybe that's naive because I don't know what it's like to be a multi-millionaire billionaire. Um, but I, I think we've we've kind of spun some from some fanciful theories. And yeah. I wonder if it really is just this simple, like she's been tied up in this in this court case and and that's it. I I, I think that that might really be a spot on theory because I was thinking about it. And do you remember like what the last like big Twitter blow up she had before disappearing was? Uh, uh, all I can remember is her um, her Corbin uh, Christmas poem that is stamped in my brain. I know so she stuck around is, longer than that, but it is related to that. Mm. It, like, it, it, um, uh, let me see if I can find the specifics. But like, while I'm doing that, I can describe it. Do you remember her getting into an argument with like some rando with like five followers and oh, like yeah, threatening the... threatening him with like a libel suit or right. whatever? Yes, I do remember that. Uh, with those really bizarre threatening tweets about like 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 you know do you know do you, do you know what libel is do you know i can sue you for this like like blah 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 oh yeah here we go uh you understand what defamation is right why so quiet you've made a public ac- accusation that i take very seriously you've alleged i've lied about my past in a particularly shameful way proof please and then she re- followed it up with a screenshot of the tweet and was like good luck uh so Jeez why again a value proposition in the time that it took to me i just i just don't get it it is it like, is wild like one that's just a completely like psychotic series of tweets like like just absurd behavior from her to someone with uh who who's deleted their account since right like like uh uh and, and th- i i do wonder if maybe when this because this was all happening around the time this um uh pa lawsuit was starting i wonder i think you might be completely right and that maybe her lawyer like pulled her aside and was like i cannot have anything like this on my docket <laughs> while we are doing this case 
sure right like yeah like, like you cannot you cannot uh 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 you please do not post the name and address of your pa on twitter right while i'm working on this case for you uh so maybe maybe that's it i i i think there's a really strong uh a, a, a really strong case to be made there yeah i i think that that might it might just be kind of the simplest explanation might be the right one um also you know she's she's an artist and um just like artists go through you know their blue period and such she's going <laughs> through her litigious period <laughs> so i'm glad we can we can be here kind of kind of mapping it out yeah yeah we're 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 on the forefront of uh jk rowling uh art criticism for sure <laughs> which brings us neatly to this week's reading yeah it sure does this week we read um chapter 31 uh called the o- not the owls it's just owls um we we jump right back in and and kind of get a broad brush about how how freaking psyched Ron is to have won um, the Quidditch the Quidditch Cup. It's his lifelong dream. He's he's really he's really hamming it up. He's telling the story, you know, every play by play to everyone that will listen. Um, but Harry and Hermione um, know that the time has come, and they need to tell him that they did not see it happen and they have to tell him about grop so they um one one afternoon uh they go down to to hang out by the lake um and do some studying and they finally break the news you know ron we we didn't see your your triumphant performance um and they and they tell him about grop and and ron is kind of disappointed that they didn't see um but he also um kind of has like a back and forth with hermione where hermione's like okay well we have to teach grop english and ron's like no we don't like like <laughs> we're not doing that um uh and and so that's that's just kind of that um ron says you know like maybe hagrid won't get fired and we won't have to worry about this um but exam season is here um we are we are ramping up to take to take the owls the the very important um matters to your future test and so everyone is nervous we get another snapshot of kind of the school the mood uh what's going on how the how the fifth years are kind of reacting uh to these big tests coming up uh for instance um ernie Mc Millen is t- is kind of like obsessively talking about how how often he's studying and and the volume of studying he's doing. Um, and Draco Malfoy is bragging that he know his family knows like the administrators of the test. Um, that makes Hermione nervous. Um, the the examiners do arrive, and so um, Hermione, Harry, and Ron kind of um, like like try to like kind of eavesdrop or or see see them um as they're kind of being greeted by umbridge who's the current headmistress of the school um and and we also kind of hear that um the the main examiner uh admires dumbledore and that kind of makes umbridge mad um we also um find out that there there is um some performance enhancing drugs uh, going around hogwarts and uh, hermione has to kind of talk harry and ron out of taking them uh and now it's exam time so we get kind of like brief 
uh, little scenes of, of each exam. Uh, the first one we go to is is charms, and and Harry does does pretty well on on that. Um, and near the end, one of the examiners um, asks Harry to show, like, oh, I've heard a rumor you can do a Patronus. So Harry Harry does that, and and everyone is very impressed. So so he's feeling kind of better about about his chances. Um, as the exams kind of wear on, Hermione is starting to get a little testy. Um, and uh, we we get a brief scene where Umbridge is is really mad again because someone else snuck a Niffler into her office, and and Hermione kind of has a little blow up that um, Hagrid's going to get fired as a result, um, and it doesn't matter if he did it or not. Umbridge doesn't need evidence. Um, we get some more exams, and and I'm not going to kind of run through them all because they're just like, okay, I went and had this exam, and um, if, on Harry's part, most go pretty well. I think he like fails divination because he's not very good at it. Um, uh, the the one kind of at the end that matters the most is that he goes to the astronomy exam. Um, but as as they're working, they get kind of like halfway through the exam and Harry notices a group of people from the school and they're walking to, to Hagrid's hut. Um, and it's it's nighttime. They have to take the test at night so they can see the planets and such. Um, but Hagrid comes out and um, there's there's a scuffle They're They're trying to to fire him and, and maybe arrest him because we're far away. We don't get to hear what anyone's saying. Um, but uh, they end up trying to to stun him. Um, and they stun Fang and there's this big brawl and Hagrid like throws people and is mad and he's not, he's not going to be uh, taken quietly. He's not just going to go um, because of the ruckus. Um, and at this point, all the students that are taking the exam are, are looking uh, at what's happening. Um, and McGonagall comes from the school and, and says like, you know, uh, knock it off, don't act this way. And so all of the people that were there to to take Hagrid in turn and stun her immediately, um, just with no no provocation. Uh, Hagrid gets really mad, but he he takes Fang and he runs away. Um, he he will not be be taken by by them. Um, uh, there is some chatter amongst the students about how, um, how awful it is that they would just stun McGonagall. You know, they hit her with a bunch of, of stunning spells and she's old and, that, and that's horrible and, and you can't just do that. Um, uh, but, but Harry, you know, can't do anything to help because they're up on the astronomy tower. Um, so there, there's kind of the fallout from that, everyone's reactions. But then we go into the history of magic exam where Harry is trying to concentrate, um, but he can't. And he basically gets kind of like forcibly put into the Voldemort dream vision thing. Uh, but he finally gets to the room with the orb. I think that he's seeing seeing the kind of dream sequence sort of scenes uh, from Voldemort's perspective. Um, and, and suddenly Voldemort is saying like, oh, you're going to get the orb for me. Um, and, and then I'll kill you or whatever and harry sees that it's serious there um that's the end of the chapter i gotta be honest this most of this chapter was such a breath of fresh air after the last two absolutely it was um there's some really cute character stuff here right off the bat i i really like ron in most of this chapter which is like a first in a long time uh, I just like enjoyed the presence of his character, uh, um, his his like enthusiasm about the the Quidditch stuff is very sweet. Uh, his like 
outsider perspective on the Hagrid Grop situation is very funny, like mm-hmm. in comparison to Harry and Hermione's reactions. Um, he f- like I got glimpses of like, oh right, I liked Ron as a character in the first few books, right? Like the like him just being the like just like the, the like the average dude though he's he's nice and loyal and his his thoughts are very plain and and often correct because he's just so like normie right like i, I like i like him in this scene yeah it, it does him a lot of favors that um his kind of story beats here are hearkening back to philosopher's stone um it's absolutely it's his quidditch aspirations um and more than that i know that we had um ron sequences i'm thinking chamber of secrets maybe yeah no prisoner of azkaban when ron was like attacked by sirius in the dorm and then he told the story to everyone and it got like crazier and crazier as he kept telling it and and that this has been a return to form for him it's very funny because like ron ron clearly loves attention Mm -hmm. uh sorry i just managed to activate my phone somehow um (laughs) ron clearly loves attention but he's not he doesn't come off as like he's he's not like an attention seeker it just seems like when he when he gets it he sort of like gets high on it a little bit and milks it for all it's worth yeah uh, which is very funny uh and and like charming in a way that like you know like like uh there there are definitely a lot of like attention seeking characters in harry potter that are more flagrant about it but with ron it just sort of like falls into his lap and then he's like oh i like this like it's 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 fun to watch him react to that stuff yeah i really i think this this chapter has really hit home for me how these books are really only good when it's a story about kids at a school yes yes because that's all of all of the good stuff here although i will say that the kind of flip side of ron's character being really good is that hermione's kind of sucks again i mean this is this is old news this is every this is i I don't know if she's had a strong character since like the first book Mm. at all. Mm -hmm. I think that there are definitely moments, um, but I, and and also Harry, like I think that Hermione and Harry's like reaction to Ron being this like good, interesting character suck kind of. So I guess I'll start with Hermione. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hermione, I guess really cares about promises now. That's her big, that's her big (laughs) character moment here. Which is really weird. Is there went, has there any ever been a time where she is where that has come up before? Like, oh, we have to keep our promise. It's very weird because it it sort of, I guess, is adjacent to her philosopher's stone era. Like rules are the only thing that like like the letter of the law matters more than the morality of the rules, right? Sure. That, but the thing is, her character arc in book one was getting over that. And so her being presented with this absolutely insane promise that she and <laughs> Harry made under duress by a, a, a man who probably has no business teaching children at this mm. point mm-hmm. um, is, I would say, flimsy and feels like it's only there because 
it needs to be there for this plot to play out which is like a running theme with hermione is that like like i i I want to like hermione as a character so much and she gets so many good little moments individually and like little flashes of like great character work in these books but she primarily serves as like the plot calk if that makes sense yeah like like she she fills in the holes uh when there's something that needs to be done in the plot that like no other character could like reasonably do i suppose i Um, i I guess like i really struggle buying into any like the idea that she would take this promise as like a letter of the law thing when the letter of the law is really you can't sneak into the forbidden forest to teach a giant english or the because the centaurs also said that like it's forbidden right so she's 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 not even she's not even like 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 there's honestly there's like an there's an opportunity here for if her character was still like obsessed with following the rules or promises or whatever realizing that she has like pretzeled herself into a situation where there is no way she can keep all of her conflicting promises like hermione cares about uh the well-being and treatment of magical creatures and beings who are not wizards right Mm -hmm. so i would think that she would probably want to respect the centaur's claim to the forest uh i think that she would also probably i could i could see her having some like sympathy for grop right and like wanting to uh uh you know like like not not thinking it's good that grop is here but like maybe deep down her going like well since he is here i need to do my best to make this situation the least bad it could be uh and her promise to the school which is to not go into the forest because it's against the rule right like there's a version of this story where i actually think all these individual parts are really interesting because she has backed herself into a corner here by saying yes to everything yeah the trouble is is that she gets no screen time whatsoever (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's 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 confusing but i i i I think this this like opening thing with with harry and hermione interacting with ron and like dropping this news on him is it at least works and i think ron is doing the bulk of the lifting here i like like you say i love i love his like increasingly detailed and silly tales of heroism in the game his reaction to finding out that they did not see his save uh was (laughs) very funny and 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 like i'm so conflicted on this because on the one hand i think it is very funny and and very appropriate for like classic ron not like modern racist ron that we're dealing (laughs) with usually but like classic Ron, I love the idea that he was like initially a little miffed that Harry and Hermione didn't watch his game. But then when he finds out why, he just immediately puts that aside and moves on. Right. Right. Like like there's that like there's like, oh, like like loyal understanding Ron is just super nice. And 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 uh, 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 he he's totally cool with that. I like that. However. And this is something that like probably would be, you know, it's way too late in this book as written to introduce this here, but it also feels like a, a much like some of the conflicts between like him and Hermione in book three, where we were talking about how like 
frustrating it was that this really cool and interesting class divide between him and Hermione just sort of fizzled out and they said like oh well and like this (laughs) it never went anywhere right yeah yeah um there's there's a conflict between him and Harry here that I think is uh, really potentially very interesting which is that like Harry started this book um furious with Ron and Hermione because he felt that they weren't there for him yeah um and there I think Ron would be honestly pretty justified in being upset with this being like like Harry you fucking prick like you screamed your head off at me for like like because you know i didn't write letters to you in a way that satisfied you you didn't watch me achieve the dream that you saw me like uh uh visualize in the mirror of erised like you know my my deepest most treasured goal in life was to like rise above the yoke of my brothers and win the quidditch cup right (laughs) Uh uh-huh and you and you went into the forest with Hagrid, not even knowing that that's what you were doing. Like Hagrid just walked up to you in the middle of my my Quidditch final and said, can we go do something else? And you were like, sure. Like there's a really interesting conflict there, I think. Yeah, I think that also would have been more satisfying from a reader's perspective since we were absent for Ron's, like the Ron's culmination of like his entire like, character arc that was set up in book one (laughs) right also everything that we've been following with him in this book because like like we've talked about how like i i think that his joining the quidditch team uh like conflict that has happened was all really interesting but we we didn't see it so Mm -hmm. it would have been it would have been like more appropriate for ron to be like why didn't you see this? Because we didn't see it either. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, 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 it's weird. It just feels like a missed um, opportunity for some drama that was like placed elsewhere. Like I would happily transplant Ron's jealousy from book four somewhere into this book and have the conflict be Harry and Ron being bad at expressing to each other what they want from each other as friends right Mm -hmm. like that's that's so much more interesting to me um because because like the character work in in this book and all these books when it's on it's on it's really good like Mm -hmm. like like i like i said like when when the ron and hermione class divide stuff was popping off in book three i love that um when harry is like um you know deep in his feelings i i think that stuff is often fascinating ron uh uh ron's like like conflict as the middle brother is um super or i guess not even the middle brother he's the youngest brother Mm -hmm. uh and like like you know how to navigate that in a big family with lots of people with like you know uh who who've achieved their own aspirations like 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 how to navigate his family life is super interesting like like yeah the character work can be really good um and it's 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 always a shame when it feels like it's sort of like shuffled stage left to move the plot forward a little bit yeah i i wish that the book was more aware of how useless the grop stuff is (laughs) right yeah totally because i think that that would almost salvage it yeah yeah i i i grop is a 
no, no pun intended, a large problem here. Yeah. Like, I, it is, it is one more wrench in a plot that did not need any help falling apart at this point. I don't think. Um, one real small thing that I think is worth mentioning here while we're still on the Ron Harry Hermione scene. Um, Harry all of a sudden like thinks fondly about his father rumpling his hair in the pensive i'm so confused legitimately Mm -hmm. legitimately very confused i i'm going back in time to the pensive memory Uh um and harry's conversation with sirius and lupin about it and harry um other than seeing this act of a physical violence that happened to Snape. The thing that he brings up that made him the most upset was how arrogant James Potter was. He ruffled (laughs) his hair. He cared a lot about girls looking at him Uh, on and on. He kept bringing that up in the conversation with Lupin and Sirius. And now he's sitting there with Ron telling a fanciful story about Quidditch and just reflects fondly like, Oh, Ron is ruffling his hair, just like I saw my dad do. Isn't that interesting? What? What <laughs> was something cut out? Because yeah. I don't think that's a bad character development for no. him at all. I think it's actually kind of good, but there the middle is missing. Right. Exactly. This. This. There's. He's. It's like he had an epiphany that we didn't see, or he is it's either either that or like this scene could have been him having an epiphany like him 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 chilling with ron by the lake watching ron you know tell his quidditch story and like rumple his hair and him realizing like oh like ron is just like my dad as a kid like that's kind of cute right like him him he could have had an epiphany of like oh okay like like i'm gaining a little bit of self-awareness about my place in the world and my age and my right right like like oh okay like i guess i guess my dad was just like me and and my friends right but he doesn't have that it just it even it, he, takes place it's it's even in the same place right like yes. th- this is the, the same physical location that this is happening he's activating an assassin's creed memory like he's he's just like observing <laughs> the same thing happening in the same place and going ah just like my dad but like the last time he something reminded him of his dad i think it said he felt physically ill like, right like he fucking hates the fact that his dad mussed up his hair right he, is- he looked at him and was repulsed right like that is disgusting behavior like that the the and to have him make this huge <laughs> leap of character development for no reason <laughs> is really strange it was very yeah. jarring i when i got to that part i flipped back to make sure i was on the right chapter i was like did i miss did i miss something <laughs> yeah like 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 you say i don't think it's a bad character development it just feels like it's missing the development part right Right. like like, good for him i guess yeah good for him he got over it he's 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 gained one point of self-awareness um but but like i don't know like this scene's fine um i and and i i just i live for the following segment which is just like 
a description of them taking their tests and studying and and stressing i loved this stuff i yeah i love the school stuff i have one more very dumb thing to say about the the scene by the lake mm-hmm. and it, it's more of a question because i don't really know how to look this up obviously the the tree by the lake is where the pensive memory was and obviously it is um this particular scene is this the same tree and the same location that the scene from the critically acclaimed wildly beloved film fantastic beasts Two: the crimes of grindelwald is this (gasps) the same location as the flashback with lita and newt shit oh wow i did not even think is it is this just like a a sacred tree the the only reason i thought of it is because it specifically points out the kind of tree this is it's like um, the it's like the weirwood trees from Game of Thrones. Exactly. They're, they have they have genetic memory. <laughs> yes, that tree it's full of botruckles. Oh my god, that's uh oh, I did not make that connection. I think you're onto something though. There's only one tree that people sit under at Hogwarts. <laughs> I guess there, there is one uh, there I also have one more thing to say before we move on to the the test stuff which is um harry continues to suck ass uh the weird part where where ron says we won did you see the look on cho chang's face when jenny got the snitch right out from under her nose i suppose she cried did she said harry bitterly (laughs) what is his deal with crying Uh, he's just uh, i i i don't know he's very old timey he's old he's an old-fashioned rambo type i suppose yeah that's his character now that's right. He never cried when 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 the Dementors came for him. So why should women get to cry about things? Exactly. All right, moving on. Let's talk about this test stuff because it is. I I just think it is super cute and fun. I I so I love these scenes. I think you're right. Um, is is this sequence J.K. Rowling realizing that she didn't invent any spells between books one and now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The part where the te- there, there's like the very um tv episode act break part where he, <laughs> he like sees he sees what the question on the test is and it's like name the incantation and one movement for making an object levitate and he like smiles to himself and he's like he re- he remembered a certain troll in the bathroom and got to work or whatever god it's that like sitting down at the sats and having like the first question in math be like oh three times two i remember doing my multiplication tables in third grade like what i remember you know getting getting doing my final my final uh my english final in in college and it telling me all right you've come this far but do you remember the abcs jk rowling forgot to make any spells yeah that stuff is super funny uh um there's she, she yeah she forgot to make any spells the the transfiguration stuff is kind of the same i i love that they are tested on the levitation stuff too like when harry walks in draco is like levitating a wine glass or whatever and it's like this is a very important spell that you have to learn i guess and uh in first year that they make you they, they really hammer in uh for fifth year they only put um, five spells in this game <laughs> Is there a flipendo test? I think? I would hope so. 
I, I'm sad. Where, we didn't you get see... where you move the blocks around the room? Yeah, like can't, and... okay. <laughs> your, your OWLs—they put you in a room one at a time with with a block puzzle to solve to climb. Right. To yeah, climb and to there's the like exit. that platforming sequence afterward, and then you have to slide down the <laughs> ceiling beams with peeves. <laughs> yeah, Pe peeves is actually a test giver on the OWLs. You have to run his maze, and you have to do a time <laughs> trial. Um, yeah, the the practical test stuff is very funny. I there's. On, the, on like the opposite end of that there is some like uh less um uh uh like world buildy or or more world buildy but like less like throwbacks to the first couple books stuff in here that i really appreciated like i love all the little details about the random details about like oh what happened in Liechtenstein in the 1700s with the goblin rebellions and like mm -hmm. you get some like snippets of details that are really funny i like the honestly fairly ominous i wonder how this question is graded the one that's like in your opinion did wand regulation uh uh hinder or help the you know uh suppress the goblin riots or whatever yeah and like, that one's super interesting because if 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 you're a, a dork ass like me and you like look this stuff up the whole like the, the wand control thing was like restricting goblins from using wands right like they're not allowed to uh yeah and that was like th there's so there's some like super interesting political world building stuff going on there that i i i live for that kind of thing so like that was pretty cool yeah and i think in harry potter that stuff all works really well when it's kind of in your periphery Right. Yes. And, and, and and in this chapter, it is quite literally because Harry is having a mental event as he's <laughs> reading the like snippets from the test. Like he's he's phasing out. He's like disassociating into this Voldemort dream. Uh, so we just see see these snippets that he can't even track. But that's where that stuff should be, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff like in the margins like that, uh, that I think we see so little of as these books continue which i think is a real shame because it it i think it adds so much more color to a fantasy story to suggest uh, broader things that like the main characters don't have the capacity or wherewithal or like care to understand right mm -hmm. um than it is to like rigidly explain everything like there i mean there's stuff here the there's the conversation that harry neville and hermione have when they overhear Draco talking about how, oh, my dad's friends with the the uh, like the grading person. Right? Yeah. Uh, which is so good. But like like because for one, there's no concrete answer here because like like Hermione's freaking out. She's like, is that true? And Neville's like, well, I don't think so, because I've I've met her and she doesn't seem she's never mentioned Malfoy to me, but it's never it's not concrete. We just get like this like brief little window into like the like the weird PTA politics yeah, of well, the school. Yeah, well, and then and then she's also, um, I, I believe, the one that's talking to Umbridge, and Umbridge basically tries to get her to like shit talk Dumbledore, but she's yes. like, no, he's he's really good at magic. He's so cool, and it's it it is so it it's there's these books so rarely now trust the reader, mm -hmm. and that is the most like it trusts the reader to take these three kind of little windows into what's going on and then just kind of leaves it right it's ambiguous like we yeah there's never going to be an answer 
Right. I, I like likewise with the like the performance enhancing drug stuff, which is very funny. <laughs> like like the you know she, uh, what's it Eddie Eddie Carmichael wanted to sell them uh, uh, brain elixir. He's trying to sell them brain force pills. Yeah, I uh, love that stuff. And and uh, like you know Ron and Harry are like super. Oh, there's also the cute detail about like Harry is paying for it, and Ron is like, "Well, I'll pay you back when I get my Christmas money or whatever." Right? Like like again, like sweet little character development stuff. It's just like tossed to spice this like like periphery stuff off. Um, but like you know, Hermione finds it and she says it's it's actually like doxy shit, which is really funny. Uh, <laughs> But there's like the th- we were we were talking shit about Dingle, but honestly, I think the Dingle joke is one of the best parts in this whole thing. Is is uh, uh, Harold Harold Dingle has okay. powdered dragon claw? <laughs> okay, but is Dingle a student? I, I want yeah, I want is is Dingle a student or is Dingle like uh, is he? Because there's there's is Dingle the weed guy behind the school? Like what? Yeah, who like, is this guy? Is he is he friends with? Um, I was about to say Mulch Diggums, but that's from from uh, Artemis Fowl. Who's Daniel Craig? Who who's who do we who did we cast Daniel Craig as? Oh, Mundungus Fletcher. Mundungus Fletcher. Yeah, is he like yeah. one of Mundungus's friends? Is is because because Dingle sort of fits into that like funny criminal name thing, right? Like funny Brit, funny Brit, like Cockney criminal name. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious who Dingle is. Um, and like that actually works like we've been we've been joking about how useless characters like rookwood and stuff are but dingle is funny because like he's there his name is funny (laughs) like like but there's also like a joke and a little story attached to it and it's and it's good like this is the good kind of peppering random names and stuff into a chapter right this isn't hermione sitting us down and telling us a story we didn't see right right this is like hinting at stories that like our imagination can fill in and have a good time with i i loved this middle section i i just thought it was was very delightful mm-hmm. um i there's so much i could talk about in here but i have a very dumb question for you yeah what is the purpose of astronomy class at hogwarts i don't know um that is a good question because it seems to everything that you could learn there or what you presume you could learn it seems like that has too much overlap with divination right exactly or even like any of the other subjects that we don't actually see that hermione takes um and as far as i can tell they're just charting planets and stars right like it doesn't seem magic so i'm not sure what the magic part is it's very weird because the uh, like like hogwarts is like a medieval castle and, mm-hmm. and so much so much of like the magic and folklore in harry potter is like ripped out of like medieval fairy tales and and, and stuff right mm-hmm. uh in in medieval times astronomy was tied fairly directly to things like divination I mean, so, of our, like, one lesson that we've had with Ferenzi, who is supposed to be the cool, real divination teacher, mm-hmm. right? Like, he is, he's, we are supposed to believe that he's more objectively right about those yeah. things. That he just talked about the stars, right? I mean, we, right. did, we did some, like, like incense thing. stuff and, and on and on. But, like, 
he was doing astronomy i thought yeah he he was was doing a lot of astronomy stuff and i i also feel this way about the because it there's a moment where there's i mean as a character moment i do actually quite like this when Hermione is just like full on test frazzle mode. Yeah. And sh- and she's like freaking out about how like like none none of your none of your tests are going to be hard. I'm doing arithmetic, which is like the real shit, right? Like that stuff is very funny. But <laughs> I think I might have brought this up before even like like we know arithmetic is also a very divination related thing because Harry bought hermione for christmas in this book a book on numerology that she wanted which is i'm assuming tied to her interest in arithmancy and so like my brain's sort of falling out right now because i'm like okay so if arithmancy is real and serious and and hermione respects it and and astronomy is real and hermione respects it what is so different about divination what's what's the device is it just because it's tea leaves and a crystal ball like what's the difference what am i what am i what am i supposed to take away as like oh this is the key difference between these things and the good kinds of divination i I mean i think that what it is gesturing at maybe completely unintentionally is that arithmancy and and astronomy are the hard sciences and divination is the soft science right yeah but both working towards the same goal presumably because like i'm not sure what they are mapping out star charts for if not to like build a zodiac or something right like or like i i i'm so i'm so confused by that like like every all the magic we ever see is all just like magic word demonstrable like effect right and so it's (laughs) so weird to see these these the stuff at the edges (laughs) <laughs> but we never know like okay so harry builds the star chart then then what <laughs> right like our... is, is that a tool like is that then like a like is the data from that used in like a formula in divination is, is it about <laughs> knowing like okay if you know where mars is then you can plug it into into divination right i i, I don't i don't know it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it. I, it just stuck out to me in a chapter that had so many good asides, to and, and like like hints of stuff, right? Um, whereas like these ones, the more I think about it, the the more confused I get because they all seem to be derived from like basically the same thing, but mm-hmm. but Hermione likes two out of three and hates one of them. I will say I did think that the divination exam was very funny there's there's more good stuff there i the i love ron describing like the oh there's an ugly wizard in my crystal ball and it was it was like the reflection of the test taker the <laughs> test giver. like that stuff's funny but yeah i just i wasn't i was not quite sure i i guess the answer is probably that when jk rowling made the classes at hogwarts she just made a list of magical sounding stuff and then had to fit those into a framework that makes no sense yeah i i think also especially with astronomy i think astronomy and the astronomy tower have only been mentioned in this series when when a scene needs to take place where someone sees something happen on a big tower oh absolutely like like they need they need to be able to to see the the grounds or whatever so it's it's a good excuse for that i suppose um i 
I, so as bad as Hermione's characters at the beginning of this chapter, or, or at least just like wishy-washy, right? With the Grop stuff, her descent into test madness, I really like. Mm-hmm. Especially the part where she flips out on Ron and, and just says, oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> like it could be the, it, it, oh, shut up, said Hermione angrily. It could be the one mistake that makes a difference between a pass and a fail. Like, she's like she's never been that um i don't know like direct and assertive and angry before and i just thought that was like this is the thing that pushes her over the edge is not knowing what what grade she gets until june yeah i'm I'm glad to see her get some time to show that this is really important to her yeah yeah absolutely um she hasn't really had that i don't feel um i do want to talk a little bit because this is sort of related to that um uh, about the Niffler thing, because yeah. last week I said that I couldn't remember why I thought that there was some sort of story happening here about like taking action can sometimes have like consequences, like mm-hmm. like the idea that like uh, oh if if you if you if you do direct action, you're going to hurt like innocent people or whatever happening. And I was like, I don't know why where I'm getting that, but it's the Niffler thing. It I is totally, the thing. which it was just so weird because the Hermione even it, it's like it gets halfway there because she says like you think that she'll care about evidence, and then it's like, well, doesn't that still just mean she'll find like. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not putting my words together very well. Like, no, like I, it's... I, 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 it is. This is the, this is the wizard world uh, equivalent of the like. I support protesters, but when they when they block a bridge, how am I supposed to get to work or the hospital or whatever? Right. Which interesting because like that is not a question entirely without merit, but it is basically only ever brought up in bad faith. Right. Yeah. And so this is a a weird scenario where the book has created the perfect bad faith argument scenario, but also undercuts itself because because Hermione and also basically the book looks directly into the reader's eyes and says, well, it would have happened anyway. So it's sort of pointless. Right. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like she approached it with that idea in mind, realized it was sort of fraught or like not a good analogy and then just like kept it there anyway right because we still get that moment where lee jordan is like oh no i'm gonna get hagrid fired i was putting the nifflers in her office yeah so we still get that like weird like admonishment yeah but it then is immediately like like brushed away because everyone's like ah no it would have happened anyway like so that Hermione's still mad about it like yeah. she's still like you shouldn't have done that because now Hagrid's gonna get fired and then someone says well he didn't do it there's no evidence that he did it and then she says but they don't need evidence and it's like well then what are you <laughs> mad about so what was, what was the point? what's the problem yeah it's very confusing I I'm not I don't know it's it's one of those things where where this this book with the DA stuff and with Fred and George and with Marietta and with uh, Montague had to think for a second to remember that name. Mm. It keeps on like brushing up against this idea of telling a story about like overstepping your bounds while retaliating and like getting other people in hurt. Right. Like people who don't deserve it. Yeah. 
And knowing who J.K. Rowling is, I'm sure the politics of a story like that would probably not be very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I would prefer to at least read a story where consequences matter for the characters and and like you know step back from it and go like well i don't know if i disagree but it's at least an interesting story whereas this is just like here's here's all the pieces for that story i'm not going to connect them it's not going to matter to the overall plot because these things are going to happen anyway and the characters are aware of that yeah (laughs) so it's like why have any of this then why not just have why not just have firing hagrid because she's racist against half-breeds just be umbridge's raison d'etre like 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 that could just be it we don't need any of this like like murky like whose fault is it like to provoke her stuff wow it's almost like that we needed to have something for the main characters to do because nothing happens to them (laughs) and they don't do anything (laughs) that and and that kind of brings me to like the the like big action part of this chapter which okay i've been going back and forth on this i when i first read it I, so when Harry's in the astronomy tower and and they all see Hagrid, Hagrid's like arrest attempt, I had this moment where I was like, this is a really cool scene. I like so this has been a story about like Harry being a grizzled Vietnam vet <laughs> and teaching all of his friends how to do cool gun spells when the time comes for them to question mark. Right. Like 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 I I, I like this idea that like, oh you you did all this like cool badass training but like now something's actually happening and you can't do anything about it like right right? like 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 of course of course the school is going to be the overwhelming force against students here right i think that is very powerful and interesting and you know whether or not it's intentional i think that is an interesting dynamic for the story however on my second read through of this it really hit me how long and detailed this sequence is hacker really gets to hulk out huh Hagrid gets the Hulk out. Harry. Okay. (laughs) Tell me if I'm just making a complete insane connection here. Sure. But this scene of Harry being on the astronomy tower and watching this whole thing unfold and not just like, like the, you know, he's not like just observing and realizing that like, oh no, some people have come to like arrest Hagrid and there's some shit going down. He like gets the whole play-by-play and including dialogue from multiple characters from very far away and then the description of hagrid picking up fang and like running full pelt to the gate (laughs) at the end this to me feels so much like like a a ps2 game when you know when you would like walk into an air like a new area in like an action game or something and the camera control is taken away from you and you like get to see a new enemy oh my god like a new enemy is introduced uh and like you see them run towards the door that then locks until you defeat all the new enemies right oh my god this is a devil may cry cutscene. what the hell it really (laughs) It really is. <laughs> Harry went full camera zoom over there. Yeah. Ha- Harry had the camera <laughs> zoom over to show him how to solve the puzzle. And it was like, like oh, oh, I'm so far away. I can't see what's happening. But then the camera ca- takes control and we get to hear all of the dialogue and see everything. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
this is this is the scene where you land on Narshada and you give the you give the homeless guy five credits or whatever, and then Kraya is like, oh, you fool. And then you just get to see the scene <laughs> of the homeless guy getting beat up for his money, like ten uh, miles away. Really makes you think. <laughs> this is just that. Yeah, it really makes you think. <laughs> so it's like I like this scene in Pratt in like theory because like I like I said I love the idea of him being powerless to help even though he's like this is the thing he's been preparing for this whole book. But I am I am the more I think about it, the funnier it is how detailed and long this like play by play of everything happening. Like especially the fact that they can just hear clearly all the voices yelling like yeah aren't they on a tower they're on a they're on a castle tower looking out over like acres of land the it, fact it, that they can it's especially funny because harry's like the the very vivid description of harry seeing the people walk to hagrid's hut it's like yeah. he's seeing them like they are ants i mean not really it doesn't use those words but that is mm-hmm. like the impression you get like he's seeing the light kind of flicker and it's like i don't know like i wouldn't have seen him if if the shadows didn't flicker in that way right well um, no it's it's, it's weird because he he only recognizes one of them as umbrage by their gate mm-hmm. and then later on they see mcgonagall run out but everyone immediately recognizes that it's mcgonagall the like scale here is very confusing. This is very similar to me as um them hearing yelling from the great hall while in Snape's dungeon classroom. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> My sense of scale here it doesn't make sense. <laughs> How tall is this astronomy tower? How far away is Hagrid's hut? I mean, like we know we know the like we could pull up J.K. Rowling's like napkin drawing of the grounds, right? Like that is exists. there a scale? Yeah. Did she did she write in a, a like a, a scale so we can maybe do some measuring? Well, we know that the grounds are big enough. For, we know that it's big enough for a lake. Right. We, we know that it's not we, a pond. We know that... There's a giant squid in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hagrid's just really good at throwing his voice, I guess. Um, and McGonagall. And McGonagall and. Uh, yeah that that stuff is all very funny but i just had such a vivid picture of like hagrid like doing the sprint animation to the door to show you the door you need to go through i, I can see it so vividly that, like a black bars come down you you lose camera control yeah he kind of only in the cutscene, he only turns like in 90 degree angles <laughs> to make it out yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah. I feel like this action scene, while I think you're right, I think it's I think it is a kind of cool thing that it's like uh, all the members of Gun Club are on an astronomy tower and can't do anything when the bad guy finally does something bad. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. I feel like this is kind of an unflattering portrayal of Hagrid. I don't know why he like we it's it's weird to see after after grop but he definitely like hulks out and like throws people around and then hermione gets to say like oh it's his giant blood yeah hello it's very it's very dehumanizing for a story that's supposed to be about him it not mattering that he's a half-blood right right uh Again, sorry to make another video game comparison, but the the image of him busting open the door and then picking a guy up and throwing him like <laughs> he's this is just Halo 2. Like okay. he is 
he's he is he is what are they called the hunters the big purple ones that come in twos and like yeah. always bust down a door and then like pick up a marine and throw them around like <laughs> Hagrid is just a hunter yeah when is harry gonna teach teach the da to dual wield when is <laughs> a patronus is the halo one pistol that's how overpowered it is right yeah yeah the, the, i yes i i i think yeah it, it is very questionable to me to portray Hagrid in this way because it i mean it's the x-men problem you are creating logical racism which is counter i feel counterproductive to the whole enterprise here right yeah you know what dragon age i think is actually the better one here dragon <laughs> age's whole thing with like it uses the, that's a can of worms <laughs> that's a whole can of worms because 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 dragon age uses mages as the stand-in for racism right but mages in dragon age are characters who if they like do magic wrong are walking nukes yeah like and and they and like the you know the game presents like what what is it like it's like the templar island that the, the all the mages have to like register to go be on and be watched over by the, by the templar the knights templar or whatever which like sounds like completely horrible psycho oppressive racism stuff because that is what it is drawing from but the, but they but the stand-in for the race being oppressed here can actually literally blow up entire cities if they do a spell wrong so right. it's not this is not a good way to handle this metaphor no and it it sucks and is is really like a sticking point for all of the stories when when the oppressors in the story are are using the same language that you know like real 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 life uh, like oppression uses which is things like oh well we at least need to have this conversation right like right. we gotta we gotta have you know like these things are are true and we have to talk about them and in in real life irl no like like you are right like like, no this is that that is evil but in when when you mirror that in the oppressors of dragon age for instance and it's like maybe we should have this conversation about mages being walking nukes it's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah right like 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 you're you, you can't you can't have this like race metaphor when when honestly like with dragon age and stuff it's honestly more akin to like gun control in a world where some people are born with guns in their hands <laughs> right <laughs> right yes <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it just doesn't work and likewise here i feel like it is a real disservice to to the the story about racism harry potter is trying to be to present Hagrid as like, oh, like he's just he's big, but he's misunderstood and he's just so kind, but everyone hates him because he's related to giants. So it's like, well, actually, no, we just like like it seems like even if you were on Hagrid's good side, it seems like you might have some merit to the fear that he might uh, hulk out and, and like wombo combo you off the stage yeah i mean he could have killed that guy like i mean i'm not like obviously he's like being arrested and so i'm not i'm not taking any like moral judgment on the action that he takes but like he could have killed that guy you can't just throw a guy across across the room you know right well and and the fact that like that's his immediate like his immediate reaction is to just like do this like animalistic hulk out thing and it's like i i don't know it's it's a it's it's a it's messy it seems a little fraught 
Yeah, to like to like basically justify Umbridge's and and everyone else who like hates Hagrid and 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 mistrusts half breeds without I, like I and again like I'm a huge fantasy fan, right? Like and I I'm certainly not saying that you can't you can't or shouldn't write stories with like multiple fantasy races that do different things. I'm just saying that you cannot just recreate and reprint real life oppressive arguments like you need to do more work than that right it needs it needs to be uh i don't know a different metaphor or you you need to put more work into building out a a world with all these like you know giants or and elves or whatever interacting rather than just like just create like create the justifications for real life racist arguments i think that's the fucked up part right like 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 this isn't this isn't showing uh uh like the futility and and cruelty and nature of real racist rhetoric it's creating an excuse for them which just even if your goal is to say and racism is bad you you have like given more credence to these horrible arguments than have ever existed in real life. I think it makes the like the takeaway or or the the real like kind of toxicity of it is that it is easier to consider or, or feel like it is reasonable con- to consider that kind of rhetoric in real life, right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think that's really kind of the other side of it here. Um and I also kind of want to approach this another way, as in a plot way, which is, why did Hagrid Hulk out? We have seen him be arrested before. What is different about this time? Yeah. I, yeah, we, he, we he's have like, seen him be arrested. He like arrested willingly went to under, Azkaban last time. Yeah. Like, he, this has happened to him uh, his entire life, is him being punished under false pretenses. What? What about this scenario made him Hulk out? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's contrary to his character, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, like, not a moral judgment for him no. resisting. Uh, no. It is just, like, where did this come from? Because his character has been so... Has been passive to a fault, right? Um, exactly. I, I just want to... Like, what is... I mean, here's the answer, because this is the same thing with Grop, right? And it isn't because my 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 question and it's an honest one. It's like sincerely, okay, what is this scene trying to show me or what Mm -hmm. is this doing for the characters? And I'm coming up with nothing for the most part. Um, And the answer is, is that Hagrid's character has been ill considered because we needed the bad guy to do something bad finally on screen, right? And, and it's <laughs> right, the same yes. thing with Grop. Is it's like why did we, why did we go see Grop? And it was because oh, we need this plot device for later. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very messy. It's confused. I um I I don't I I, I just don't I, like like I'm I'm not buying what this book's selling. In the mm. plot department, you know, like it's... is is the implication here that he's being because obviously um, Umbridge has fired Trelawney, right? Because she's a bad teacher, yeah. and she wanted to fire Hagrid because he's a bad teacher. Also true. Right. Um, is he being arrested because of the Niffler thing? Is that the implication? I think I th- I th- I think that's got to be the implication. Okay. Um, 
the, the part that I don't understand thinking about all this is it is extra funny. You know, us talking about like, you know, why all of a sudden is he hulking out uh, instead of being passive to a fault? And it's very funny that the the justification is like if you could rearrange this and make it have it make at least a little bit more sense which is um he goes john wick style on these guys because they hurt his dog (laughs) right but he's already going he's already going ham before they hurt the dog right because they try to stun him and it doesn't work and then and he goes ham and then they stun the dog and then he puts the dog around his shoulders and (laughs) And ps2 runs away (laughs) right and it's I, i i at least could buy a version of this where like they you know he's like being passive they're being shitty to him and then like one of them attacks his dog or whatever and then he goes john wick on them like that would at least make some semblance of sense sure uh but as as is i just don't know orbs it's orb time. We're back. It's orb time. We want we we need to see these these orbs. We're so We've excited to find. Aren't you just? Aren't you on the edge of your seat? What is in these orbs that Walmart so wants so much? Thrilled about the orbs. <laughs> What's, what's in what's there? Going on? What's going on? Why does Voldemort want these orbs so bad? Ah, it's just killing me. What's up with that? Um, so, um, yep, that's it. They saw the orb. He saw the orb saw the orbs um sirius is being threatened yes because of the orbs now if i remember right this is a false this is this is a false legitimacy thing being swooped into his brain by voldemort a a dastardly a dastardly plan has been a trap has been laid for harry potter (laughs) right our hero our hero who knows where the orb is (laughs) Uh, hasn't looked up what orbs are uh hasn't really done any kind of like introspection about this whole thing at all um but we you know the the plant the trap has been laid we're uh, we're on the 11th hour and we're just going to get right into it this plot this literally could have never come up until this moment and nothing would be different wormtail wormtail (laughs) i must have the orb we are going to deep fake serious black into Harry Potter's brain, and he's going to show us where the orb is. Ugh. Took him, took him 870 pages to come up with that plan. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, this is too late for this to, like, like you say, the, 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 the orb dream could have been introduced <laughs> this chapter, and it would have basically made about as much sense. Yep um god now i'm just we just got to the orb on this page (laughs) Uh and and i'm thinking about how before orb there was hallway and door oh yeah oh yeah how (laughs) how fucking much of this book was dedicated to uh hallway and door (laughs) and and now we have finally solved the mystery of what's 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 down hallway behind door and hallway. And the answer is orb. Right. And I mean, my, we, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm scraping a razor across my brain and just like pulling <laughs> little pieces off of it bit by bit. Like, like what? Why was any of this necessary? 
this has been such a journey we've taken and just all the all the clues all being pieced together it's like <laughs> hallway door orb podmore <laughs> what a, what a tangled web we've we've woven in right. this book from hallway to door to open door with orb inside exactly that's what that's what that's what the, that's what i've been saying <sighs> i wish <laughs> I wish Harry would ask anyone about orb or hallway or door. I wish you would think about all the orbs he's seen. You know, like go through your catalog, Harry, of orbs that you've experienced thus far in your five book long journey. You might be like, mm, I saw an orb once. It was a it was Neville's Rememberall. Interesting. <laughs> why does Devil? Why does uh, Voldemort want a Rememberall? That would be a good question to ask a character. Or right. Harry knows that Lupin afraid of Orb, 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 Orb Lupin Bogart. So ask Lupin. Lupin, what do you? Why have, Orb? You, you have a special connection to Orbs. What's that? What's up with that? You know. And then Lupin, and then Lupin could laugh softly and pat him on the shoulder and say, "Harry, not Orb, Moon." Oh, that's Moon what that is. Not Orb. Sorry, don't know what orb orb is. And there that are be, many. And that be there are many magical orbs in this world. Crystal orb in this chapter. Ron, look into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't. Yeah, it doesn't work to have this as like the mysterious, like like MacGuffin object because there are so <laughs> many fucking orbs in this series. Mm-hmm. That's how you. Know, that's how you know it's special, though. Egg kind of orb. N- no oblong. Too oblong. <laughs> oblong. Orblong. Uh, orb. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yes. I. Um. I. I. It is so funny to like. I like. I mean, like. I. 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 I think that at least having the like, Voldemort POV dream, and and having serious. Uh, uh, see, seeing Sirius get get tortured in a POV video is at least something. Yeah. Um, but the like dramatic reveal of like, oh, this this image that you are meant to be internalizing <laughs> of like, oh, the orb just does not work, and it's very funny to me. It's strange to me because obviously the kind of like misdirection that's happened so far in this book is that we're supposed to think it's a weapon, but that hasn't been like dwelled on very much. Like that, that would, I mean, that that's a like, okay, we've spent this whole time thinking that Voldemort is after this weapon. Like that's a scary thought, right? He's, he's going to get a nuke. Um, but God, it really doesn't oh, even. I'm just now realizing how just how perfectly early 2000s this is. I know, right? Voldemort is gonna get a WMD. I know he's after a WMD. He's gonna get to have Sirius get get it for him. <laughs> we hate that. Voldemort's can't gonna have get that. Saddam's orb. Yeah. He oh can't. fuck! I know. Oh fuck! Saddam can't get orb. Mm-mm. UN finds no evidence of orb in Ministry of Magic. Right. Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't care what he's... I don't care what Voldemort's doing, but if he has an orb, that's... He can't have that. <laughs> yeah, the... Yes, the the orb weapon um, symbol is just not... 
I, I don't know about that one. I don't think that's I don't think that's a very powerful image, a very interesting image. Like you've said, there are many orb in Harry Potter. I'm, I'm just saying that Harry doesn't like for this to be the most important thing that's really happening. Harry doesn't spend much time worrying about about Voldemort getting a WMD either. Like, I guess <laughs> I guess that's what Gun Club is for. Yeah. Right, like, like uh, Harry's trying to be that those like guys that like tried to volunteer to go to Iraq. Like, I don't I, like <laughs> right? not 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 join the military, but uh, I'm just gonna take a flight over there and, and do some stuff. When I when I find out where Osama is, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool, Harry. Love love this. Love this. Yeah, yeah. It's it it is it is. I'm so. Here, okay, here's where I am with this book. Just like wrapping up this chapter discussion, I think where I am, as well as the um, the beautiful illustration of Harry's floating head in a fireplace for the next chapter, <laughs> uh-huh. um, what excites me is is I, I, I think most of the chapters from here on out are like the rapid rush to the dramatic ending. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see uh see the book deal with orb mm, right. and hallway uh-huh. and brain in jar which is another thing i know happens in this um, <laughs> uh-huh. i'm so excited to see how the fuck any of this gets resolved like i i remembered if i felt like i remembered a fair amount about, about this book but i think i might like post grop chapter i think my memory juices are gone and the rest of this roller coaster, I don't remember. I didn't remember the Hagrid stuff at all, which, but I kind of joined that up with Grop in just like a yeah. useless plot thread mm-hmm. that goes nowhere. Um, I it kind of related to that. I, I feel like I remember the end of this book pretty well, but the thing that is in the back of my mind and is haunting me is that I'm pretty sure that we retread Ron's entire character arc from this book in book six, just over again. Right. Like, like it feels like his Quidditch thing is like resolved, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we just do it all again. Like it just, right. it th- just like didn't happen. Yeah. I think we do get a Quidditch do over in six. Right. Great. Uh, because we didn't see it happen. So that's that's all great. So I'm so excited about Orb mm. um, and and Orb findings. Do you have anything anything else for this chapter before we move on? Nope. I feel like the the end of this one we really just kind of it was kind of our descent into madness a little bit. So I think we right. can pretty much leave it there. Yeah. It it is a it is a it is such an interesting chapter because I think that the first part of it has has is such a good reminder of like oh what I like about Harry Potter and what I like about this book specifically. And and then it just sort of like swings a left hook at you of just orb. <laughs> it's orb, orb time. Yeah. Orb time. So uh, let's let's take a moment to uh, collect ourselves and ruminate on Orb, um, and then we'll be back with some fashion news. Great. Were you the last to see Charlotte alive? No. I know she saw someone else after I dropped her at home. Who? Those girls. The creepy ones. Which girls? (laughs) 
There are three of them, Victoria, Elizabeth, and Catherine. They're always together, and they always look really scary. And they do things like rituals. Rituals? Yeah, like seances and spells, maybe even sacrifices. They had been hassling Charlotte. She was getting scared, but at the same time, she was kind of excited that they were paying attention to her. <laughs> how, how, how do you know she saw them that night? Because I followed her to meet with them. I know I shouldn't have, but I was worried. I saw them take her into the church, and I crept in behind them, found a hiding spot where I could see into the room they went into. I watched what they did. And, and what did they do? She was lying down, and they had all these candles and things around her. Oh, nice. And they, oh, nice. And they said all these strange, creepy things, and some of it sounded like another language, and it got really warm. Like, I felt like I was on fire. <laughs> and, and then what happened? <laughs> Did you see the murder? No. Victoria, I think she's like their leader, looked right at the spot where I was hiding. I think she knew I was there, and she smiled in this really scary way, and then there was suddenly all this black smoke in front of me, and I couldn't see, and I got so scared I ran away. I left her there with them. With those witches! Brava! <laughs> My character really developed as that went on. Yeah. Um, so you might be thinking, oh no, the street cast is doing <laughs> imagines again. What do you mean, oh no? Well, uh, well, I'm just oh, being goody. Our, our, yeah. Oh, goody. The street cast <laughs> is doing Imagines again. Well, sort of. But <clears throat> you might be surprised at the source of this. It is not from Wattpad. It is not from a fanfic. We have, we kind of fell down a rabbit hole yesterday um, reading about Black Milk, which is a, I guess, an Australian fast fashion company that has the harry potter license now uh we we found this because i you know i was looking for i was doing my usual um poking around for news um and i was like oh yeah this will be something funny for the news segment there were these very funny photos of of models uh, in like sexy harry potter costumes um yeah can you describe like like the one the, the like before we get into the rest of this like like the harry potter portion of this like the this this lookbook that they are are advertising can you kind of like describe what 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 we saw yeah i can so i i think like so this is a new line and it's called harry potter schools out and it is a licensed merchandise line i, I have to say they've really been going crazy with this license huh i feel like there is so like the harry potter merch thing has been it's like it started with vans or maybe with target but so many retailers are getting the license yes um but yeah. this one might be the one the most that i look at and i think to myself who is this for right i really legitimately don't know who these clothes are for um I guess I, I would say it's like similar to like the vibe of like licensed stuff that Hot Topic has. But yeah, I'll describe some of these these wonderful outfits that you can get. Um, right at the top, there's this series of, I, I guess, I mean, they're dresses, um, like, like jumpers, I suppose. Um, and they are plaid. 
um, in the different Harry Potter house colors. Um, but the the top, uh, the torso portion is like cut like overalls is how mm-hmm. I would describe them. Um, they're like mini skirt length and they're they're in the house colors and then right um on the on the torso portion is a huge patch that is the the corresponding house crest (laughs) uh right right there on the front um there are also some some great um harry potter the same like plaid skinny pant trouser things um there is a romper with a formal shirt collar um, <laughs> and what look like useless, um, uh, like again, like overall strap, uh, like decorations, but the print is like ch- chibi magical creatures, yeah. I guess. Um, there yeah, they look is... like Pusheen drawings or something. Yeah, which actually like the print is really cute, but again yeah. like I'm just like, who is this for? Where do I wear that? Where do I wear this this weird <laughs> romper? Sexy Harry Potter romper. Um, there is also a dark mark print uh, like shirt, like sleeveless shirt um very cool um there are some other things that just don't even look like harry potter to me which is just like a vague plaid dress but the inside maybe is like kind of uh, trying to look like maybe time turner like clock mechanical mm. print mm-hmm. there's a lot more of the plaid um there, there are some other prints that have like uh, they look Honestly, they don't look licensed to me. Like it, it looks like something you might get out of an unlicensed loot crate because yeah. it's like this one has some some kind of vague astrology pattern with some animals, but they happen to be a badger, a snake, a a raven, and an owl. Yeah, um, is kind of the vibe. Um, there's also some really stunning activewear. The activewear is the one that really shot my eyebrows off my head. Right, yeah. Because I I mean all of this collection is this way, but but especially the activewear set. This is this has got to be the most like overtly horny Harry Potter merchandise has gotten, right? Oh, yeah. Like like this I'm putting big air quotes around activewear here. Um <laughs> the knees are like stocking material right um like it is this 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 is a a big eye-opener for me because like this is i'm wondering like is this are, are we now in the stage where harry potter has existed long enough that like wb or whoever whoever at wb or or at jk rowling's house who is in charge of her <laughs> affairs has realized that like harry potter fans are all like late 20s early to mid 30s and is like okay we got to get a little edgier with some of this right. merchandise right like like we've got to start like are we gonna see like official harry potter lingerie in the next few years i sure hope so i really like these <laughs> um these harry potter clat like letterman jackets over the over the sexy active wear yes over the sexy active wear i yeah that that's so i i saw this and was just having such a reaction just like wow this is you know we see we see harry potter merch announcements every day but this one feels like 
a step beyond i guess just like into like you know we the last major one we saw was vans right and like that's just shoes like now we're getting like sexy harry potter photo shoots um and what's interesting what's funny about this to me is like i i don't think many of these look good what is very funny about this is that these photo shoots feel like the like platonic ideal for those account like those rp accounts and blogs that we have like covered on this podcast before where people like create their sexy hogwarts oc right yes Uh, 100 there's a lot of photos of like sexy goth gf wearing uh wearing a reversible harry potter romper that just feel like oh this is going to be a million rp accounts like ah here's here's my ravenclaw oc here's my slytherin girl with the dark mark shirts right like like we are going to see these photos a lot i think i i think that's great I sure. I think yeah. it's wonderful to introduce these new sexy Harry Potter photos into the ecosystem of <laughs> um of like ten to fourteen year olds RPing being drunk on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the the one the I think the one that like leaps out strongest to me for this mm-hmm. is the the one you were mentioning with the the like the romper with the chibi animals on it that's that is someone's like sexy luna love good is is that what you wear to is that your sexy your sexy harry potter oc like wearing that to herbology class like yeah. time time to get time to get a little dirty like get my get my hands in the soil i'm wearing my <laughs> i'm wearing my formal shirt color uh chibi animal romper uh to <laughs> professor sprouts class <laughs> i'm gonna get in so much trouble <laughs> Yeah, so so this was already funny. We were we were having a good time uh, looking at this this weird kind of cheap looking uh, 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 Harry Potter but sexy fashion. Mm. But th- w- 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 this website is a blessing, yes. Because I we you know you found you know you went to the website and you were like oh my god they have Star Wars stuff uh, and they have marvel stuff like oh my god they have so much they have so many licensing deals Mm -hmm. and this uh uh, fashion house really likes uh uh, putting together these very flashy lookbooks to advertise their products and they have all of them still up but you might be thinking hey what was that sketch you did at the beginning here that is from one of these lookbooks they have lore uh the ones that i'm so sad actually that the harry potter ones don't seem to have the writing in it feels like they were like okay it's time for the harry potter license to get a little mature it's time to, it's time to make some sexy active wear um yeah. but absolutely not you may not write copy for this lookbook it is I'm not s- allowed yeah i am so sad i really wish that we had gotten some some deep lore for the hogwarts uh schools out collection because there are so there's the there was the gamer collection that we looked at Mm -hmm. which uh had some fucking hilarious uh uh just very vague like gamer copy uh the one that we read uh was from the intro 
to a, a collection called Hot Little Goths, where the storyline <laughs> is that uh, I guess three sexy goths murdered another sexy goth, and it ends with a YouTube Great. video of them dancing in a graveyard. Someone um, is having so much fun writing these. They, I, I feel like this retailer has gone above and beyond the call of duty here. A hundred percent. They are, they are living their best life. Uh, there's, there's multiple like fairy tale related ones that have little stories. Um, there's a, there's a heist movie one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they seem to have their like own fantasy lore here and i truly felt like my third eye was opened by this particular collection that we are going to focus on order of the secret skulls right which uh first off you might if you if you are a a patreon subscriber you might be thinking wait a minute that sounds familiar we're big (laughs) fans of the order here and and let me tell you this this is up there with netflix's the order for just things that are very good and completely unhinged yeah so uh this is in the form of uh, uh actually you know what i'm gonna send you this link maybe we could go back and forth on these these yeah entries. please do um so yeah so you'll you'll be on part two i'm gonna read the intro here sure uh uh which is from the the, the this actually has like a landing page um i've sent you the the full collection but uh there's a letter that starts where i have to click you know enter if i dare so i guess we'll have to read through this and decide if we dare Mm -hmm. 19th april 2018 i've been spying on my neighbors now before you think i'm some kind of weirdo let me explain the house next door is super creepy like real horror movie haunted house creepy Even stranger are the three women who live there. They come and go at all hours and speak in a language unknown. I've seen them perform weird rituals in the garden. I've seen some people go in who I never saw come out. I feel like there's a great mystery before me and I obsessed about unraveling it. I always loved playing detective. 20th April 2018. So on 4-20. Nice. They know. This morning I found a parcel on my doorstep. It contained the following note and some mysterious photographs. Mm-hmm. So I so then you click through, and then the, you get uh you, as you scroll through this beautiful website, you get a sexy photo and an accompanying handwritten note for each of these, and they just get better and better. I feel like I'm gonna struggle to read this font. I'm realizing yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give it my best shot with this first one. This is our first, our first scary letter from the order of the secret skulls. We know you've been watching us. We've been watching you for much longer. You have been chosen as our next candidate for a greater purpose. If you can prove your worth below is the first of, of series of tests. <laughs> There's missing below, a letter here. below is the first of series of tests. <laughs> You have until midnight to follow the code and provide the solution. Look to these photos. You may find answers there. Decipher this code 19818195 uh order of the secret skulls. And so the accompanying photo is a model wearing very big moon earrings. Uh, uh I guess like a, a sexy halter top and holding uh do you remember did you in school 
like on a craft day ever do the like here's how to make paper look old thing oh yeah where you burn the edges she's holding one of those Uh uh-huh uh and there's like an 11 on it or 11 equals e i'm not i'm actually i managed to get through this before without realizing this was a puzzle um (laughs) right yeah uh i don't know what the what the code is that's okay because our main character is gonna it's gonna pull through for us it's gonna pull through scrolls down i solved the code just in time now what the strange thing is it doesn't tell you what the solution was no (laughs) you can just scroll uh the strange thing is i didn't even question whether i really want to be part of this order i don't even know who they are or where they what they stand for are they benevolent or malevolent and do i want to know there's just no way to know well and then there's some kind of bemused looking models yeah here's what the here's what the sexy ladies have to say also this photo of them there there's two sexy ladies in these kind of cheap looking dresses holding hands they're all reversible and they're holding up like old timey old-fashioned like iron keys on their lips like they're gonna get tetanus they're gonna get tetanus keys well done (laughs) We are pleased with your ability to follow orders. Nice. Nice. There are more tests to come. This one will see if your powers of observation live up to your habits of spying through windows. Answer this question. How many keys will open the door? This one's a lot easier since there are two keys in the photo. <laughs> there are two, two keys. Uh, as you scroll down, I assume that these photos of them looming are, are them watching us uh figure out the key puzzle like ah very observant (laughs) that we were holding two keys uh then i guess we solved the key puzzle because then another sexy lady wearing a bad reversible dress appears holding three candles right yeah uh by now you might be asking yourself what exactly is it that we do just remember, once we allow you inside, there is no going back. Already, you know too much. We can tell you this. We are much older, much more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Here is your next test. I am a tower that was built to burn. If I kiss others of my kind, I can make them burn too. When I have fulfilled my destiny, I simply cease to be. What am I? The, the, um, the riddle gets easier and easier as we go. Right. I've like noticed. a tower, tower built to burn. That's a cool one. I was like that that might take you a second and it fits. Uh I, I've never really considered t- towers kissing, but okay, I get it. It's candles. Uh and and yes, can candles burn away. Thank you. So I feel like if this like if this sexy witch lady was reading me this riddle, I would just be like, candles. Can- it's candles. 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 I know it's you can stop it's candles. Right. Yeah. Also, she's holding the candles sexily. She's she's gonna hold the candles even more sexily later, from what I remember. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, we're Uh, gonna scroll down to. We've got another journal entry from our main character, twenty second of April, twenty eighteen. It's beginning to dawn on me that this might be an elaborate prank. I mean, anyone can claim they are oh so powerful. Doesn't mean that they actually are. I'd like to see some proof. I don't want anyone making a fool of me. Our main character (laughs) is kind of asserting themselves a bit. Yeah. Um. Now, now there's a. There's another is is the is the is the woman wearing the 
uh illuminati shirt mm. under this letter is that supposed is that the main character is that her dialogue box maybe She's, that's I that's think her so. i think these are all the i think these are all the ladies in in the order okay Okay, I would this think because I think once her... you, once you join the order, you get to be in this very cool fashion. Oh, I have get... to assume. Yeah, you get to buy, you get to buy a sixty dollar reversible dress, right? So here's maybe my favorite two photos. Is once we scroll down past that one, there's we we return to the the the, the candle lady. Also, there's a there's a lot of scrolling between these entries. Um, I'm a, I feel like this this uh, a secret society lady might be overestimating how long it's going to take me to figure out the candles puzzle yeah it, it's playing kind of the jeopardy music i just made that up um <laughs> just as you try to put that one together so she has to kind of um you know you might not have gotten it and so she kind of pulls up her dress a little bit to show the reversible fabric on the other side and then holds <laughs> holds the candles a little bit between her legs in case it's, you in case you didn't get get the answer it's oh it is so there's a lot going on in these pictures. It's also very cold outside. Uh, um, she might want to, I don't know, put a jacket on or something. Yeah. And <laughs> taking a long time to solve this candle puzzle. Yeah. I think we got it, though. I think it's candles. Okay, I think that's I think our final answer. It's candles. Okay, it's candles. Um, your skill is impressive. We are feeling certain that we made the correct choice in candidate. Uh, you asked for proof? Fine. Read any newspaper tomorrow. You will know it was us. After you have the proof you wanted, answer this question. Name the creature that guards our home. Uh, so, of course, we get some more sexy photos. Uh, then this one I love. So we get a photo of, of the spooky house they're outside of. Um, yeah. And so those those like little stone lions that are that are like next to her. Yeah. You can buy the you could buy those at Target. Oh hell yeah, you can. I I I had a dog one of those, like mm. a wolf one. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's that in, in college. I I I bought one of those. So, so props to them for getting the cool Target gargoyle lion. Absolutely. Um I think this next one I, I specifically engineered so I could read read my very favorite one of these. <laughs> okay. Uh which is again from from our main character. Um at the 23rd of April, 2018. And this is in quotes. World leaders make simultaneous, simultaneous appearances in same outfits. Refuse to explain why. That was more or less the headline that appeared on every newspaper's front page this morning. The whole world is questioning what it means. There's no way this could be a coincidence. I have to know more. Okay, I have so many questions. What? Because the photo next to it again is is two two sexy witches wearing one's wearing like a PVC dress and the other one's wearing I guess another reversible one. Is what is the implicate? What is the world that is being described here? Are all the world leaders in this universe goth GFs? Did yes. these did the secret order <laughs> force fem all of the world leaders into wearing reversible dresses? Perhaps what there is there is there are so many conflicting answers here all of them hilarious wonderful i'm so intrigued uh well we scroll down it looks like it looks like there's an initiation ceremony happening here uh are all holding convinced we're convinced we've we've they're they're touching a skull 
Uh-huh. Well done. That was your final test. At least until I guess the, I don't know what the test was touching the <laughs> skull, I guess. Uh, uh, that was your final test, at least until the next stage begins. The time has come for you to enter. We will welcome you at midnight. Soon you will know everything. Order the secret skulls. And then it ends with a beautiful video. Here's the thing about this, and it's that, you know, we can go through this whole thing in audio format, and it's like I forget, even looking at it with all of these photo shoot pictures, I forget that they're trying to sell me clothes. So I'm not sure this is very effective. <laughs> <laughs> the clothes are not great everything is made i i don't know the name of the material but everything or at least the majority of it looks like it's made of that like really weird slick material that like those all over print anime shirts you get are oh yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah, like the dragon definitely. ball z like the yeah like the full-on like like oh i've got a, a shirt that's just like a picture of goku going super saiyan all over the shirt mm-hmm it, it all looks like it's made of that material and it's a bummer because it, a lot of the prints are pretty cute honestly the prints are super cute the i really like the um the, the one we were talking about the like the chibi magical creatures are they're cute like yeah like a, there's one cool on print. the there's one on the order of the secret skulls it's like these like like um uh, like illustrations of like bats they're like very realistic and it's yeah like, it's a cute print but it just looks very cheap um I want to know, because now that we've gone through the kind of their style of copy, um, if they had been allowed to make copy for the Harry Potter collection, what would that have been like? Oh, could you imagine? I mean, like what I what I'm picturing slash hoping for is like. Like exactly the kind of thing that we were talking about, like the the the, the OC blogs, like, right. like, oh, my name is 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 ambrosia valentine and i'm an mm. intj slytherin and i i have i know my ambition is to be the sexiest girl in hogwarts or something right like it's gonna be all that kind of thing right like oh i think professor Lit flitwick was impressed by my cool jacket today uh, oh yeah just, All, just yeah i really like that um i think it might also work pretty well as like a because you know the, the hogwarts fantasy at least for the reader or the, the thing that people fixate on a lot is like being welcomed to hogwarts you know like oh i got my invitation to hogwarts yeah and this could be like an adult like sexy version of that like here you go first day of school and these are all the the very sexy hogwarts students here to welcome you <laughs> right exactly yeah like oh welcome to the common room welcome to hogwarts Everyone's university sexy here yeah <laughs> the password is sex <laughs> um i have a i have some do, 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 do breaking news i mm. just clicked on one because there's so many of these i just clicked on one randomly while we were discussing this and this one is this one which this one's one? This one's poetry. Oh. Immortal beauty. They didn't have to do this. They didn't have to go this hard. <laughs> Once the madam's life was filled with every luxury, endless parties, and fine food with silver cutlery. Her wow. lavish wardrobe was the envy of all. Paper of gold adorned her every wall. Holy shit. This is the greatest online retailer. I guess it's not an online retailer. It's just I, yeah, 
it is only there's, online to us. There's so much good stuff. I mean, like I, I think the gamer collection might be my favorite just cause it's maybe the most bonkers one that is completely like the, the at least the Hogwarts stuff has like Harry Potter prints on it. Right. The gamer one. It's just like sexy emo evening wear like it 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 has nothing to like there's no like there's not mario on it or anything like that there's not even like allusions to game stuff it's just like one one of them is like a um like fish scale print leggings yeah but the photo shoot is them like in go-karts at a at like a family fun center and then every now and then it'll say like level three get to the castle you're almost there but beware there are still many dangers to face that's uh, yeah i mean i think that all, all gamers kind of understand that language right all right yeah i'm sure that speaks to you as a gamer right? absolutely level um, four boss battle it's time for the ultimate showdown yeah that's just that's gamer stuff that's that's just gamer stuff for sure. Um, the the hardest thing about all this for me um, is that Black Milk has released a product that is made specifically for me and is mm-hmm. now out of stock because it was limited edition. Um, so consider this. I mean, we have a few calls out to some rare items on this show already. Yeah. Um, number one being the Hank Green um, womb of requirement. Yes. Um, fiction. Um, but I have a new one, which is that I need the limited edition product that they released which is that photo that it's a shirt and it's the photo the photo um like a you know it's a it's a promo image of snape everyone's seen it alan rickman as snape like dueling at the camera it's like his action shot um but it's printed on like a football jersey and the product (laughs) name is snape touchdown it's maybe 130 dollars I and I have to get it. I, I it is so I had a real moment where I was like I I might not even want to show you this because I wanted to get you this for your birthday. Like I, right. I had this moment where I was like I need to return the thing that I got you for your birthday <laughs> and buy this and I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say that I found this, but a lot, but I then when I found it, it was like completely out of stock and like didn't exist anymore. I had to share this with you. Like it is it's just a fucking football jersey with Snape on it. And it's the it's the picture of Snape from I think it's the Half-Blood Prince movie where like for whatever <laughs> reason they had like given him a lot of eye makeup. Yeah. So it's like emo Snape. Yep. It is so good. Uh and and not only that, I have my own um uh, uh, uh cry for help here. So 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 you want the Snape football jersey, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems like the football jersey thing might be like a running theme that they do because they have two Lord of the Rings football jerseys that they did a while ago. <laughs> and one of them is a picture of like Elrond's house and it just says Rivendell <laughs> on it. And the other one is a picture of Mordor and it just says Mordor on it in big scary letters. <laughs> I we need these so badly. These yeah. are these are laser targeted at us. Absolutely they are. <laughs> so if anyone please if anyone is I know there's like fashion re, like resale sites if any of our listeners are like up on those please explain to me how do I buy 
how do we buy the Snape football jersey? I need I need to get official merch Snape touchdown jersey. <laughs> good i will be posting pictures of all this stuff it, it is the, the visual component it, you know the, the 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 written stuff is very funny but it cannot be overstated how important the visual component is to all these absolutely um, but this the snape jersey is the piece de resistance for sure yeah hopefully we'll be able to take our our new our new sexy harry potter ocs uh, out for a spin uh during the twitter <laughs> you <Yule> ball <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. It's so exciting. I can't wait. I'm so happy to have found this. Um, but we should probably wrap it up, huh? Take it to yeah, the close? Yeah, probably. All right. Well, as always, our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We have great bonus episodes for you there, ranging from bitching about john green books to watching the order which by the way if you've not watched the order i will plug that show here before netflix cancels it please watch the order it's great um and we also have new shirts uh we've got our our fat one friday shirt we've got our dobby's girl shirt um we have we have so many delightful shirts to show you but liz what are we reading next week we'll be reading chapter 32 out of the fire I'm so excited. This picture of of uh, uh, Harry's floating head with creature looking at it is very good. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're at the end, but we we would be remiss to uh, to close this episode off without killing Umbridge. What do you say? Um, yeah. And actually, um, I feel like there was a part in our chapter reading where someone where they were fan like fantasizing about yes. hurting Umbridge yeah yes harry ron's was ron suggested uh introducing her to the blastended scroots right i just i think that i it's the this this fan fiction got a got a shout out in the text reality is warping in on itself (laughs) Flute, flute piano is there in the harry potter book exactly well, this is uh, number 25. Introduce her to Remus Lupin at the full moon. In the morning, just tell Lupin that he ate a large toad. They have those in the forest, right? When he asks about all the blood, uh, wouldn't want to put that on his conscience, although he would be a Hogwarts hero. That's kind of a confused one, I feel. Yeah, I feel like in writing that, uh, the author kind of changed their mind several times, like back and <laughs> forth. Um, yeah. Flute Piano does comment, though. Mm. What? No, not Lupin. But I got to admit, it'd be quite effective. See, Flute Piano also can't make up their mind. <laughs> there's a there's a confusion spell cast over this whole <laughs> chapter. The orb is weaving its dark magic on us. Absolutely. Right. Well, despite what the orb might be telling you in your dreams, please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise